What is going on, guys? My name is Thomas Robertson, and I'm going to be bringing you a brand new podcast called Outside the Glass. We're going to be covering all things NHL uh, from the perspective of a fan just like you guys. We're affiliated with the Pure Sports Network, brand new sports network starting up out of Harrisonburg, Virginia, started by a couple buddies of mine, Matt Wyrick and Kevin Haswell. We got a great we got a great thing going on right now. Uh, check us out on Twitter at Pure Sports Net, uh, at Pure Sports NHL. Any other sport you're looking for at Pure Sports NBA, NFL, MLB. We got college sports coverage, and we're going to be giving you the best opinions and analysis uh, across the board from the perspective of fans just like you guys. So it's really exciting. I'm really excited to be bringing you guys this podcast. And let's get right into it. We had a great slate of games last night. Um, So we're going to start off with some recaps. We had Edmonton playing New Jersey. Uh, Edmonton came out on top 3-2. But how about Brian Boyle? I mean, just what a great story in the league. Diagnosed with leukemia in September. Uh, And he comes out and scores his first goal as a New Jersey Devil. It's just, you love to see stuff like that. Brian Boyle is a great guy. He... He deserves everything that he's getting right now, especially that goal last night. What a great rebound uh, to get it in the back of the net. Edmonton, on the other hand, slow start for them. I mean, I'm not sure a lot of people saw this coming. They're at 6 8 and 1 right now. Um, they're starting to write the ship a little bit, but I just, I don't, I don't see them necessarily being as good as a lot of people predicted. I mean, they were one of the cup favorites going into the season and I'm just not sure where they're getting that secondary secondary scoring from right now I mean you've got Connor McDavid and Dreisaitl combined 30 points you know that they're doing their job but as a team they have 35 goals for that's the entire season that's 13 goals behind the league average of 48 I mean that's not going to get it done uh their goaltending not been a solid right now with Cam Talbot. He he's not what he was last year. And they've only got four guys in double digit points right now. Lucic is only at nine. And Ryan Strom, who came over from the Islanders, he's only got five points for them. And they traded him for Eberly. They were looking for they were looking for more out of him, definitely, to give them some secondary scoring. That's what Eberly gave them. And I mean he didn't have a horrible year last year, but he he got he got screamed out of Edmonton, man. Those fans they were frustrated with the way he was playing, even though you know he put up a good amount of points last year. And and Strom has has not gotten it done so far with only five points. Uh, Lucic had a goal last night. He's got nine points on the season. Um, he he's definitely going to need to continue scoring goals uh, if they if they want to be successful, if they want to turn the ship around and make it into the playoffs. Um. Another great game last night, Flyers and Blackhawks. The Blackhawks have not won a regular season game in Philadelphia in 21 years. I mean, we all remember Patrick Kane scoring that goal in the Stanley Cup. That, that's in the playoffs, though. In the regular season, it's been 21 years since they got a win in Philadelphia. I mean, that's crazy. And this Philadelphia team... Um, they're sneaky good, man. A lot of people, I think, are looking over this team. Claude Giroux, 20 points, 9 goals. 
uh, in 16 games. Jakob Voracek, four goals, 17 assists. Also 16 games. I, that's that's one of the best dynamic duos you're going to get in hockey right now. Obviously, you got Nikita Kucherov and Steven Stamkos doing what they're doing, but not a lot of people are talking about Drew and Voracek, man. And I mean, that's they're absolutely dynamite. I mean, they've combined for, what, 41 points um, in 32 games played. That's... You can't ask for a whole lot more. Uh, Shane Gossespierre leading that blue line for the Flyers. He's got 15 points and only 13 games played. And, I mean, he's only got one goal right now, but that, that guy has a rocket. Uh, so expect him to get more goals. And, I mean, if he's playing with Voracek and Giroux, he's definitely going to keep getting helpers. So I think they're goaltending, you know, Brian Elliott. He, he's been okay. He's been solid. 903 save percentage. 2.9 goals allowed. Uh, he might need to step up his play a little bit if they're going to look to to succeed in that metropolitan division, which is just it's a it's a deep division, one of the best one of the best divisions in hockey, definitely the deepest division in hockey. Um, but their backup right now, Michael Neuverth, um, 9.28 save percentage, 2.17 goals allowed per game. I mean that's that's dynamite. You know, I don't know if we're going to see him move up to a starting position, but uh, his numbers right now kind of indicate that they might want to give him a bigger role. Um, so I think that this Philadelphia team is is a really good team. Not, not a whole lot of people are talking about them. Um, they could definitely make some noise, even in that Metropolitan Division. Minnesota 3-0 last night against the Canadians. Canadians, you know, they're struggling right now, 7-9-1. And again, it it's it's kind of the same deal with Edmonton right now. They they just don't have that 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 scoring. You know, they're five goals behind the league average in goals, forty three goals on the season. Um, it's just not it's they're just not really getting it done right now. Gallagher is their leading scorer. I think twelve points. Uh, if you don't have a guy with more than twelve points on the season right now, um. You're definitely struggling with that go-to guy. Pacioretty has not at all been what we've expected him to be so far. And their blue line, man, their blue line is struggling mightily. I got Shea Weber. They picked up Carl Alsner from the Capitals in the offseason, but this team's allowed 60 goals this season. That's 12 more than the league average. I mean, 60 goals... That's absolutely absurd. Um, they're not getting it done. Carey Price missed a few games. Uh, they're going to need him to steal some games if if they're expecting to have success and make it into the postseason. Um, but so far, that blue line's really struggling, and I think that I don't. I just don't, I'm not sure. Like, do they have that guy? Pacioretty's supposed to be that guy in Montreal. But I'm not sure right now. He's got like 10 points on the season. That's that's just not that's not getting it done. And I don't know where where their offense is going to be coming from. They they scored no goals last night. Devin Dubnik with with an incredible performance, great shutout. Um, and Minnesota, how about Jason Zucker? Five goals in the last two games. Had a hat trick last night, including a shorthanded goal. Um, empty netter as well. 
he's on fire. I, I don't know. I mean, he obviously is not going to be able to keep that kind of pace up, but if Minnesota can get that kind of goal scoring, you know, Devin Dubnik continues to play this well. Um, Parise has been out. If he comes back, you know, this team, I don't know. I mean, they could make some noise. Uh, St. Louis last night defeated uh, the Coyotes 3-2. to two. Coyotes, man, they're, they're just really struggling right now. Um, Clayton Keller's been really great for them. We're going to talk about him more in a little bit. But they, you know, they've they hung around in games and they just can't seem to get that win. You know, they lost to the Capitals in overtime a few games ago. Another overtime loss in St. Louis. And it's... It's rough. They're, they're struggling right now. There's just no chance that they make the playoffs. A lot of people had high hopes for them after they acquired a lot of new pieces. Uh, Derek Stepan being one of those. Uh, he's on the top line with Keller. They've, you know, they've done a great job, but it, it's not coming together in Arizona right now. St. Louis, uh, one of the best teams in the National Hockey League right now, 13 wins. Um. You could just talk about this team all day. They've they've been really really solid, but you know just barely coming away with that win against uh, Arizona last night. Uh, Anaheim defeated the Canucks four to one last night. Uh, good for them to bounce back against uh, against the Canucks after that loss on uh, on Tuesday to the Kings. Uh, they've got some injury struggles. You know, Getzloff's out for a couple months. That's going to really hurt them. He, he's just always been the biggest leader on that team uh Kessler's out they got they got a lot of injuries at the forward spot right now and they're gonna have to just keep grinding out games and keep themselves in contention until those guys can get back uh Calgary on top of Detroit 6-3 Yager gets his first goal at 45 uh that's just incredible and if you guys saw that goal last night uh, I was on the two-on-one uh, with Goudreau coming down, and it looked like, I mean, Yager started, the Goudreau gets the puck, and Yager, uh, just behind center ice, starts turning on the Jets, it looked like he was about to die, trying to get to the goal at 45 years old on a breakaway, I mean, he he looked like he was struggling, but he had just enough juice to get down there and uh, put it in the back of the net, so it's good to see from him, I mean, absolute legend in the league. Uh, 45 years old, still still scoring goals in the National Hockey League. You know, there's not much more you can say about that. It's unreal. Um, but really, the marquee matchup last night was uh, Tampa Bay and the Los Angeles Kings. Tampa Bay, uh, I said it before the game last night. Um, I'm saying it now. This this is the best team in the National Hockey League. I mean, they <laughs> they got 68 goals for. That's 20 goals above the league average. I mean. That's just ridiculous. And what Kucherov and Stamkos are doing, we all know what they can do. I mean, they're absolutely unreal. Both have incredible shots. That line with uh, Stamkos, Kucherov, Nemestikov has has been the best best line in the NHL. Um, but what really impressed me, not necessarily, obviously, those shots from, from Stamkos and Kucherov are... are you know, Stamkos' one-timer, Kucherov's release on that wrist are unreal. But what impressed me the most about this team was the way they move the puck laterally and the way they can pass the puck through the seam just effortlessly. I mean, 
that one Nemestikov goal last night, Kucherov just zips it across the entire ice through the seam, and Stamkos winds up. Everybody in that stadium is thinking he's going to rip a one-timer, and he just makes a beautiful one-time pass to Nemestikov in front of the net, and it, it's just it's an easy goal for him. So I don't know how you stop this team. Um, you can play Kucherov tight. You know what I mean? You can you can try to not give him space to get that release, but if he can just continue passing the puck across the entire length of the ice to or across the entire width of the ice to Stamkos, uh, and he and the way he's playing, he's got the option to rip a one timer or pass the puck. I mean, he's passing the puck incredibly right now. He's finding his teammates uh with one time passes. He, he, you know what I mean? Like he, he's ripping, he's ripping the puck into the back of the net. If he winds up for that one timer, and you don't know if he's going to pass it or shoot it, I'm not sure how you stop it. You can get down to try to block the shot, and he, he can just zip it into the crease for for an easy tap in goal. So, uh, obviously, their blue line with Victor Hedman, you know, he's going to be a Norris Trophy candidate. Uh, Sergachev, uh, young defenseman, he. You know he's got 12 points. He can definitely uh, run the puck on the power play. Um, he can move it around. He can shoot the puck. And how about Andre Vasilevsky? I mean, this guy—he's looking like he could win a Vesna Trophy right now. I mean, he's 9.28 save percentage, 2.41 goals allowed, and 12 wins. I mean, uh, yeah, those are great numbers. And if they're just—they've got it going in all facets of the game right now. Goal scoring holding it holding down the blue line and uh they're getting great goaltending so for my money the best team in the national hockey league the the kings um you know they're they're a great team they got 11 wins coming into last night and i don't know i mean the lightning just dummied them i mean they they dominated them the whole game the biggest play of the night i think was uh first period Kopitar gets the puck wide open in the slot and Vasilevsky makes an incredible save with the blocker. He stretches out, uh, gets that blocker pad on it. And they, they, they right after that, they give a stretch pass to Kucherov and he's in all on his own and puts it in on the back end. So that that's, that's a huge swing. It, it really should have been LA one, nothing, but that incredible save from Vasilevsky, Gives the Lightning the opportunity to go up one nothing, and they scored four goals in in two minutes uh, from that point. So, um, things definitely could have gone LA's way. They had another goal that was waved off for goalie interference, and I'm not I'm not entirely sure that it was the right call. Um, Dustin Brown was planted in front of uh, in front of Asilevsky, and you know he engaged. I can't remember which D-man it was. He engaged a D-man for Tampa Bay. But it was it was mutual contact. And Dustin Brown, he was he was barely even in the crease. And it's not like I don't think Dustin Brown pushed him, pushed the Tampa Bay defender into the crease. I think they, they engaged each other, um, created traffic, and Kopitar put it in, but it was ultimately waved off. And Tampa Bay gets the win five to two. They're 13 2 and 2 right now. Again, for my money, best team in the National Hockey League. Um, L.A., another great team. 
Uh, you know, I, it's early, but I wouldn't be surprised to see these two teams uh, in the Stanley Cup. Uh, once LA gets Jeff Carter back, if they get him back, then that's going to be, it's already a really dangerous team. That's going to be a really, really good team. A lot of veteran experience on there with Dustin Brown, Kopitar. I mean, I mean, what can you? What more can you say about Jonathan Quick? I mean, he's got nine thirty-two save percentage and two point two nine goals allowed. I think right now it's early, but he he's probably the Vesna Trophy front runner. I mean, this guy's doing it all. Almost, I don't want to say resurgence because he's never been a bad goaltender by any means, but really, just a great year right now for Quick. Um, obviously, some of the biggest news. Of this past week, the Matt Duchesne trade, uh, Colorado Avalanche send Matt Duchesne to Ottawa. Uh, it was a three-team trade, so Ottawa sends Kyle Turris to Nashville. Nashville sends a second-round pick, uh, Samuel Girard, really young, uh, exciting defenseman, got got in a few games with Nashville. Um, it's a small guy, but he's really quick, can move the puck. Uh, not bad on defense either. He he can use his stick. He can engage with the body for a small guy. They get uh, they send Vladislav Kamenev as well um, to the Avalanche. So they get a second round pick and two really nice young exciting players. Uh, and Ottawa sends a first and a third round pick. That first round pick, um, if it's a top ten pick for next year, um, Ottawa can choose to keep that pick and then. The Avalanche will get Ottawa's first round pick in 2019, regardless of what pick it is. Um, so they get a first and third round pick from Ottawa. Shane Bowers, Boston University Center, uh, and Andrew Hammond, the Hamburglar. Uh, we haven't heard that name in the National Hockey League in in a little while, but uh, he had an incredible run a couple of years ago. 20 wins, one loss, two overtime losses. Hasn't been able to replicate that kind of performance. Uh, it was a backup after that uh, and eventually got moved down to the AHL, but had a $1.5 million salary. I think Ottawa was kind of looking to get rid of that. So it's a successful move by them to dump that salary onto, onto Colorado. Uh, I think, I believe he, he stayed with Ottawa's AHL affiliate for now. I think Colorado is going to try to move him probably for some picks. But yeah, overall, I mean, the Avalanche get a lot of pieces here. Uh, first, second, and third round pick. Uh, three young, exciting players. Three pieces. Definitely guys that uh, I think you expect to see them in the NHL, especially Gerard. Uh, Shane Bowers, definitely a, a really exciting center out of Boston University right now. So... I think you got to commend Avalanche GM Joe Sackick on, on, on his patience. I mean, they've been talking about moving Duchesne for over a year now. Um, and I think a lot of GMs, when it gets to that point, might start to panic um, and just say, all right, we, we just got to dump this guy. I mean, we don't want to, you know, we don't want to create that horrible relationship with the player don't want it to look like we're desperate, then then teams can kind of take advantage of that and get a really good deal. But he was patient, and he, he did not change his asking price. A lot of teams 
uh, thought he was crazy for what he was asking for. Um, but his patience to set up that three team deal and get all of those pieces, man, it's, it's commendable. And I think the avalanche end up winning the deal. I really do. Um, they're not a win now team. They're building. And I think they got the pieces to do just that. Nashville looks strong up the middle now with Turris. And I mean, Duchesne is going back to, uh, going back to his home province, going to play in Ottawa. Um, and Ottawa and Colorado are going to be playing today. It's going to be very interesting in Sweden, a couple of international games, back-to-back games, uh, for Ottawa and Colorado. Uh, Duchesne is playing against his old team. I, I hope he gets a goal. I mean, there's no bad blood there, but he went through a lot, uh, with the avalanche. Um, It'd be, it'd be really something to see him get a goal in his first game with Ottawa uh, against his old team, no less. And with that trade, with that trade getting done, uh, there's kind of a void in the in the NHL now, um, in terms of trade rumors. You know what are guys like us going to talk about? And I think something that's happening right now in Buffalo is, uh, you know, Evander Kane. Are the Sabres looking to trade him? Their GM, Jason Botterill, has said they're not they're not openly looking for trades, but but it's rumored that he is entertaining offers. Um should they trade Evander Kane? I think no. I think it's not a smart idea to try to get rid of a guy like Evander Kane right now. I mean, last season. 28 goals for the Sabre team. That's that's the most goals on the season last year, more than Jack Eichel. Um, this season, he's got nine goals, 15 points. Uh, nine goals, good for most on the team again. Uh, and I've heard, you know, I've heard people saying, um, you know, he doesn't fit what they're trying to do. Uh, they're rebuilding. I just think they're looking to get new young faces in there. And that's all well and good. That that's what that is what they're trying to do. They they have young pieces. They have a Jack Eichel uh, to build around. But Evander Kane is only 26 years old. He's scoring the most goals for your team right now, and the Sabres are struggling to score goals. So without Evander Kane, without your leading goal scorer, where does that leave you? Not in a good place. I don't think you want to see that place as a Sabres fan. Uh, and yeah, you're not looking to win now, but he's again, he's 26 years old. Um, he's got room to grow, but he also has proven experience and proven success in this league. I think this is a guy that you, that you can incorporate into a rebuild. Um, and the Sabres, it's not like they're, it's not like they're 10 years away. They've got pieces to win in the not so distant future. Um, I think you need to keep Evander Kane around. And I mean, yeah, everyone's looking around at at what the Avalanche just got. But I, I don't see Buffalo getting a haul like that for Evander Kane. I really don't. And if you get something close to that, if you get some picks, if you get some prospects, you know, who knows? Like they're, like yes, it's it's great to get those prospects and those picks to build around, but again, Buffalo's not that far away, and 
those picks, those prospects, who knows what's going to happen with those. It takes years to develop picks in the AHL, unless obviously you got a guy like McDavid or Austin Matthews, but Evander Kane is a great player. Uh, he's a goal scorer, and that's just what Buffalo needs, and he, he can continue to provide those goals for years to come now. So I just don't see it as being a smart move to try to deal Evander Kane. Um, I'm just not sure that the demand is there right now. Obviously, teams are looking for defensemen right now. Uh, centermen, yes, with Duchesne and Kyle Turris just being moved, but I'm not sure that Buffalo is going to get that payoff that the Avalanche got. Um, speaking of rebuilds and young guys, let's talk about some of these rookies that that are really lighting up the league right now. You know, it's last year it was all the talk about you know last couple of years McDavid and Austin Matthews getting these Calder trophies. It's not so clear cut now. You've got Clayton Keller, eleven goals, six assists with the Coyotes. Uh, almost a point per game and he you know 11 goals that's from a rookie i mean that's incredible just just behind guys like ovechkin and tavares and kucherov um he's got great speed got a great shot with 11 goals but yeah he's a calder favorite right now but he's playing in arizona and this team has two wins and i i I'm not sure he he'll, he'll get his goals here and there, but I'm not sure that the opportunities are going to be there consistently with this Arizona team. He's playing on that top line uh, centered by Derek Stepan. I don't know if that's going to be enough for him to continue uh, the, the production like he's like he's been having. Um, you know, you go across the country uh, into New York the Islanders, you got a guy like Matthew Barzell. This guy is dynamite. I mean, he's got three goals, 11 assists uh, in 15 games. And he's on that second line with Jordan Eberle and, and Brock Nelson. I think that's a really good situation. Um, you got that top line centered by Tavares. Uh, but that second line, I think there's there's a lot of talent there. Brock Nelson can score goals. Jordan Everly can score goals. Uh, and this Barzell kid, I mean, he is lightning fast. I mean, he is quick, and he's got unbelievable skill. Uh, when they played Edmonton earlier this week, he absolutely dummied Connor McDavid, uh, pushing the puck around him and just sliding right by him, making him look like, one of the slowest guys in the league. Uh, it's not to say that he's necessarily faster than Connor McDavid, but that's just the kind of skill that he has. Uh, he had five assists uh, on Sunday, I believe it was, against the Colorado Avalanche. This guy can can score points in bunches. Uh, he's on a good situation with that line, with Everly, with Brock Nelson. Um, I think this guy's... I think unlike Clayton Keller, yes, I don't think I'm not saying Clayton Keller is going to stop scoring points, but I just see more upside in Barzell's situation in New York, and I see him uh, in a more sustainable situation to continue getting the kind of points that he's been getting. Uh, and you got a guy like Brock Besser in Vancouver, 
uh, Vancouver, you know, they're, they're not the best team. But on that top line, another young guy, Bo Horvat. Um, I think that's a situation where you could see Besser uh, continue his production. He's got five goals and nine assists right now and, and only 13 games. He, he was scratched the first couple of games. Um, they put him in ever since he's, he's been getting more and more production. So I think those three guys right now, yeah, you got you got a guy like Kempe uh, in L.A. You got Sergeyev on the blue line, Tampa Bay. But I think those three guys, uh, Besser, Barzell, and Keller, are the three guys to really watch uh, for this Calder race um, as some of the best rookies in the league. Um, and let's talk about one of the hottest teams in the National Hockey League right now. The New York Rangers have won five games in a row after a really slow start. Uh, they're eight, seven, and two now. They, they they got above five hundred after being three, seven, and two. It's a pretty big hole. Um, in that in that streak, they had an impressive win against against Tampa Bay. Uh, who I've been stressing as the best team in the National Hockey League. So so this team, they got it going on right now. Um, Zabanajad. Eight points in those five games. Uh, Pavel Buchnevich, four points in, in, in the last two games, including two goals. Uh, Kevin Shattenkirk, new addition from Washington uh, on the blue line. He's got seven points in that five-game winning streak with three goals. So they got guys. They got It's starting to come together there. They got guys that are, that are starting to contribute in the way that uh, New York had planned them to. Um, but I, I do have some concerns about this team. I, I just don't know if if this is sustainable for them. Um, Shattenkirk's he's gonna he's gonna get points. He's a he's a proven guy that is is one of the top point scoring defensemen in the league. Um, on the but there's obviously concerns about his defensive game. Um, Zabanajad. He's a young guy. He's only 24, but he came into the league when he was 18. So he's had quite a few seasons. He's had five seasons of over 40 games played in the league. And 50 points is where he maxes out at so far in his career, uh, which is respectable. That's very respectable. But is he the go-to guy that you can lean on every time in that situation where you need a big goal, where you need a, a big play? Um it could be a breakout season for him again. He's young, like 24. I'm just not sure that he's that guy. You know, Tampa Bay's got Kucherov, the Capitals in the in that division. They've got Ovechkin, Backstrom, the Penguins have Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, the Flyers. Like I like I talked about Claude Giroux and Voracek. Can Zibanejad be one of those guys? I don't know. Um, Pavel Buchnevich, you know, it's great to see this guy. He's 22 years old. Um, played played a handful of games last season. Um, it's going to be his first opportunity to get to get a full season in the league. And he's got 14 points, got seven goals. Um, it's exciting for Ranger fans, definitely. It's what you want to see. You definitely want to see a young guy like that contributing, but do you want 
do you want to see him be your leading goal scorer this early? Do you want, I mean, Zabanajet has eight goals, um, but Bucinevich is right there with seven. Do you want to see him being that guy right now? Um, I don't know if you want to be able to lean on a guy like this. Uh, it's great to get that production this early, but I don't think that's something that you can rely on season long. Um, again, that's, that's not much of a concern having a guy like that, uh, getting that kind of production, but I just, I don't know if we're going to see that going on throughout the rest of the season. Chris Kreider's had kind of a slow start. He's been one of the guys they've talked about, uh, over the past few years as a guy that, that could be that guy. Um, but, but he hasn't provided enough points, eight points on the season. Um, Will he be able to provide going on through the season? Matt Zuccarello, you know, that's a good start for him with 11 points. Not bad. But he maxes out around the 50, 60 point mark. So, and he, you know, he's getting up there. He's at 30, he's at 30 years old, Zuccarello is. So, I just, you know, it's minor concerns right now for, for these guys. I just don't see it's a cohesive unit right now. They're playing great hockey. Um, I'm not saying that it's going to fall apart for them by any means. I just don't know. Do they have that guy that they can go to every time when they need a goal, when they need a play to be made? Um, you know, their blue line. Can McDonough find a stable partner after Girardi's left? Uh, can Shattenkirk, uh, they, they want him in there as much as they can have him for those points, but can he stop those, those top line guys? Can he face the best of the best in the league? It's something that we saw a lot in Washington last season. Um, you know, he can get those assists, but he, he gets burned. He gets exposed. Let's be honest. Um, Henrik Lundqvist, his age is obviously concerned getting up. He's on the wrong side of the of 35 right now. So it this Ranger team, it, you know, they've had success in these past few games. Uh I, I don't necessarily uh see them sustaining it, but I don't, I'm not saying that they're going to collapse, but it, this Metropolitan Division is absolutely brutal. I mean, <laughs> You got the Devils, who are playing great hockey. You got the Pittsburgh Penguins. What more do we have to say about them? Two-time repeating Stanley Cup champions. The Blue Jackets. uh, The Islanders. The Flyers. The Washington Capitals. It's just an... it's, It's a tough division. And those teams have guys that you can lean on. And does this Ranger team have that... I think by the time we hit Christmas, we'll see if these guys are going to be able to sustain that throughout the rest of the season. Um, so it should be interesting to see. Um, we'll definitely see how that shakes out. Um, we got a slate of games tonight, Friday night, to talk to you about. Uh, Capitals go against the Pittsburgh Penguins, and that's an exciting matchup every time. Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin, that rivalry's been there since they both came into the league. Um, but even more than that, it seems like 
every year it's either the Capitals playing the Penguins or the Capitals playing the Rangers in the playoffs. Um, so this this Penguins Capitals team, this rivalry extends just past those star players. I mean, you've got you got a playoff history starting to develop against these teams, uh, and there's a hatred there. So that's going to be fun to watch. Obviously, you've got Ottawa, Ottawa and Colorado going going against each other in Sweden. Um, that's just an hour and a half from the time that I'm that I'm doing this podcast. Uh, two o'clock. That's going to be a fun one. Uh, I'm really excited to see what happens uh, in that game. See how Duchesne performs with his first game in an Ottawa Senators jersey. We got Buffalo in Florida tonight in Buffalo. Um, again, uh, you got guys like Evander Kane, uh, Jack Eichel, exciting guys. Um, be interesting to see if. Um, what they do again with that Kane situation? If he's scoring a few goals tonight, uh, goals down the line, do, does Buffalo see that as improving his stock to try to get more out of him, or do they see that as we want to keep this guy? He's a great goal scorer, so it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what they do with him. Uh, Toronto plays host to the Boston Bruins tonight. Toronto, uh, man, everyone in Toronto freaked out uh, when Austin Matthews was not able to go. On Wednesday, uh, he's got some upper body injury issues. He had he had soreness in his in his game played before Wednesday, but still racked up over twenty minutes of ice time. Was that the problem? Is that why he missed the game on Wednesday? Did they mismanage him, but um, I've heard that he's probably not going to be playing against the Bruins again tonight. It'll be interesting to see. Um. What they do. Kadri stepped up in a big way for this Maple Leafs team. Uh, he scored a lot of goals uh, over the last few games. Without Matthews, he stepped up. Um, and this team is a lot of excitement around the Toronto team, and for good reason. You know, they got Mitch Marner, Connor Brown, Austin Matthews. They got so many good young players. Nylander. Um, do they have enough on the blue line? They don't. F- straight up, it's not a debate. They get burned for goals. It's their biggest concern. I wouldn't be surprised to see them um, if they're in a good spot, if they're really looking to compete this year uh, and looking to make a postseason run. wouldn't be surprised to see them go after a defenseman. Um, you know, they they need a guy. They need a shutdown guy on the blue line badly if they want to compete and make a, and make a late run, definitely. Uh, it's kind of a similar situation with the Washington Capitals last year when they bolstered their lineup with Shattenkirk towards the end of the season. Wouldn't be surprised to see them make a move like that, except for, for probably more of a defensive guy than Shattenkirk. Blue Jackets in Carolina tonight. Another Metro matchup. We didn't talk about this Carolina team in terms of the Metro, but they're sitting at the bottom, but this is an exciting team. You know, they got young guys, they got Tivu Teravainen. Um, they're getting, they're getting decent goaltending. So it'll be interesting to see if they can shake things up in that Metro division. Islanders in Dallas tonight. Um, always, 
to me, it's it's a must watch now nowadays when Barzell's on the ice. Yes, they have Tavares, uh, they've got Eberle, but Barzell's becoming the most exciting player to watch on this Islander team. The way he can just he can just dummy defenders. He just makes them look stupid. It's it's fun to watch the way he can handle the puck at such high speeds. It is really reminiscent of Connor McDavid. Um, just a really exciting player. Las Vegas, uh, going to be at home tonight against Winnipeg. This Winnipeg team is another team making a lot happen. Connor Hellebuck been outstanding this this season. Um, Blake Wheeler providing them with a lot of points. And we haven't talked about Las Vegas at all today, but what a start they've had to the season. I mean, they're nine, five and one who would have thought, I don't think anybody would have had them at nine wins and they've, they've been on a skid recently and they, you know what I mean? And they're still nine, five and one. So it's been incredible to see what they've done. It's a great story with the tragic events that happened in Las Vegas coming into the season and the way they've been able to perform for that city. Uh, James Neal has been dynamite and they're down to their fourth goaltender right now. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury went down. They got Malcolm Subban from the Bruins. He went down. Uh, Oscar Danks went down. So they've called up Maxime Lagasse. Um, And, you know, he's been solid. You know, he got his first NHL win not too long ago. Um, The fact that they're still able to win as an expansion team with their fourth goalie, with their backup from their AHL team now starting in the NHL, uh, it, it's been fun to see. It's been fun to see what they've been doing. Uh, they put pucks on net relentlessly. That's what you have to do as a new team coming into this league. You've got to put all the rubber on net as you possibly can uh, and just hope they go in. And they've been going in so far for Las Vegas. So uh, it's been good to see. Thank you so much, guys, for sticking with me. That's that's going to wrap up the podcast. Exciting games tonight in the NHL. Um. I've had a blast doing this today. I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, you've been listening to Outside the Glass, a uh, member of the Pure Sports Net family. Check out the other podcasts, NFL podcast, Goal to Go. Goal to go. Uh, Visitor's Bullpen is our MLB podcast. Check us out on Twitter, at Pure Sports Net, at Pure Sports NHL. Uh, and thank you guys so much. Uh, thanks for listening.